0: Welcome to Far North Toker. This is episode 40, November 6, 2016. Your host, Mid Toker. Thank you all for listening. And you are in for a special treat tonight. Mid Toker doesn't talk a lot today. Today's episode. We have very exciting guests when Far North Tokers went mobile today. We were invited into Carl Addington's house, along with... Marilyn Berglin and Karen Bloom. We all got together, and we were talking about this cannabis education aspect of how are we going to share a positive message of cannabis. What Carl and Marilyn are involved with is a program called Ollie, the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute. It's for seniors over 50, and... Um, what they are doing is a program called Demystifying Cannabis. What they are going to be presenting to people is lots of things. History of cannabis, why it's illegal, stigma behind it, how to talk to others, legal aspects, how to use it, field trips. It's going to be a good time. It's not necessarily for people who are know everything about it or someone who is really against it. It's for someone who wants to learn for someone who wants to learn about cannabis, this is going to be a great opportunity. Past teachers, they are still teachers. Wow. Let's let's just get right into it. Let's go. We are at uh, Far North Tokers Mobile right now. I am... Um, welcomed into Carl Addington's house. We have Marilyn Bergelin with us as well, and Karen Bloom is going to be hopefully saying a few words, <laughs> sitting here watching us. The main reason this is happening, uh, I met Carl Addington uh, a while ago. He appeared at the um, the Borough Assembly, and we're all sitting there, industry people, watching how it's going, and uh, Carl kind of walks up with this. Cane, with cane, then mm-hmm. and in the back, I'm sitting there thinking, Oh wow, um, there's another one, we're gonna have another one, uh, anti cannabis. Carl sits down and just lights into the borough assembly. Can I have your name and address for the record, please? And then you'll have three minutes.
1: Yes, Carl Addington, 421 Keep Drive, Fairbanks 99712. I'm here to just make a general statement. Um, It seems to me, first of all, I'd like to thank the Assembly for letting me speak, but I believe that it's the intention of some on this Assembly to subvert the will of the people with regard to consideration of complaints voiced by a very small but vociferous group. The voters in Fairbanks spoke loudly in favor of legalization, but now that it's a reality, are we subject to the tyranny of the minority? Are we living in a borough governed on the principle of let my conscience be your guide? A number of pioneering entrepreneurs throughout the borough have applied for and received licenses to conduct various businesses having to do with cannabis. They have played by the rules set forth thus far. But there are those in positions of influence who believe that just because it's legal doesn't make it right. Practically all objections to marijuana's presence in our community that I've heard or read have been based on ignorance, misinformation, fear, and outright prejudice. Give these entrepreneurs... Give these entrepreneurs the chance to show that cannabis and the community can be good civic neighbors. Let these people pursue their work without further impediment. Let them get on with the job. Thank you.
0: Anyone have a question? Mr. Ms. Hutchison.
1: Yes,
2: thank you. Uh, Mr. Addington, do you believe there's any negative consequence to marijuana use? Do
1: I believe in what?
2: That there is any negative consequence to marijuana use?
1: Certainly. I believe that it should be regulated it, as, as set forth in the uh, statute. I believe that it should be kept out of the hands of minors as we supposedly keep liquor out of the hands of minors, and yet we go and and renew these liquor licenses and pass them all over the community, and yet we won't, we won't see the benefits to the opening of cannabis businesses in this community. I see, I see negative, negative consequences of the use of cannabis, but I also know that there are a lot of benefits. That and you, if you ran a uh, if you ran a, a an honest uh, survey. And it was honestly answered. I think you would be absolutely stunned at the demographic that uses this product for various reasons. And I'm not talking about stoners. I'm not talking about Gen Xers. I'm not talking about anybody specifically. But I'm telling you that this is an important business in our community. And it has already been decided by voters that it should be allowed with as little impediment as possible.
0: Thank you. Any
1: other you. questions? Thank you very much. Appreciate it. it
0: Beautifully done. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the back. I was recording. Uh, who, who, is that?
3: Who, who is that? Who is that? Who is that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Marilyn, you're probably sitting down front.
3: I, I was sitting there too. Yeah, I watched Carl. Well, this is interesting.
0: Were you there, Karen? Mm hmm.
2: What did you Maybe think? sitting in
0: the back left. We had smoked
2: a little before the, prior to that.
0: Right. It was uh,
2: well, I knew Carl was probably going to come. I think we talked about it, didn't we? Oh no, good
0: I think so. so you were talking about this education before even then. Well,
1: I <clears throat> So you met, two know each other. I met Karen uh, at the Canna Fest down in uh, when it was it, October? In, the the
2: THC fair in Anchorage, or at the oh,
1: one? It was the one in Anchorage. Um I had written a Letter to the editor to uh, High Times magazine, and they'd published it. And I thought it had something to do with what was going on in Alaska, and s- telling them that they had, you know, that they were missing the story of what because there was a whole lot going on up here in Alaska.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, they published the story, and I thought, well, maybe I could do some freelance writing. So I went down to this THC fair, and I introduced myself to Karen, and Karen found out that I'd been a former teacher, and um, she said, we need to talk, and from there on, um, here we are. <laughs> and then I met Marilyn through the, the Fairbanks
0: Cannabis...
3: Yeah, through the Buzz or something. Is that how you met me? Yeah. I or before so. then? I don't the know. Cannabis Review? Like uh, the, the Buzz, a uh, little magazine that goes around. Oh, yeah. We might have met before then. Could I'm not be. sure.
1: Could be. Yeah. We started talking about education um, and needing to get the word out in a positive way into the community. I think this next year is pretty crucial to to get feathers smoothed and everybody calmed down about
0: Yes, especially with with the vote there'll be two what I'm talking to vote about. out cannabis That's next exactly what fall. I'm
1: talking about. And so I think it's a golden opportunity really for anybody who is pro cannabis to do whatever they can to get the word out. And um so Marilyn came
3: up with an idea that was inspired. I just blew my mind. It's okay. Let's hear it, Mary. Well, oh well, we're going to teach an Ollie class. Are you familiar with Ollie? Osher Lifelong Learning. No. It's um, it's taught at um, what's the name of that school? Old U Park, Old U Park School, and it's for people who are over fifty. But what it is is classes that go on for about a month of di- different classes. It's taught by volunteers who are usually teachers or lawyers or have some expertise in some areas. And people just come to the classes. And usually they are people that are retired, like Teachers and lawyers, and one of my friends is a former judge that goes to the classes. They
0: have a lot of art
3: classes there. Too. A lot of art too, if you're, yeah, yeah. A chance
0: to socialize and just learn. Yeah,
3: yeah you know, you sort of know the community, and it's a chance to learn. <clears throat> but I think well, Carl and I just want to change attitude. I think. Can I, anyone
0: go, or is this?
1: 40? It has to be over fifty.
3: Over fifty. <clears throat> Excuse me, mm-hmm. over fifty,
1: right? There's there the minimal charge for the classes, uh, yeah. and we're doing going to do a. Four section, four week class in February, and so we're going to have four modules that we're going to uh, going to teach and talk about. And Karen's going to join us on one of them, uh, talking about the medical aspects.
0: Nice. What um what I think is so important about this, if we've talked Karen and I, and and Carl, you were there too, and we were talking about some part of far North Toker's is just getting to people that are my friends and people that are mm-hmm. just they like cannabis too. Great,
3: mm-hmm. preaching
0: um, to the choir. Preaching to the choir,
3: right? And, and there's some people that don't though, and those are the people you know. We expect some opposition, I think. There's some people who don't, uh, but sure. I'd like to meet them. <laughs> yes, and
0: I. This is a great step in getting accessing a whole nother population, right. and and the ones that maybe could benefit most from cannabis. Right.
1: And I believe, if you if you want to get a, a tad cynical about it, but we need to in this day and age, uh, if you want to think politically, uh, this is a base that really could do the movement a lot of good, uh, if properly educated, or they could do a whole lot of harm if they're. You know, if they right. choose to remain in ignorance, I guess. Sure. Um, um, but and listen people, to a pretty these vocal are, work. A lot of folks that, that come to this are ex-professionals, you know, retired right. professionals. Most of them are. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's not to say that, that it's not open to everybody because,
0: you know... You don't well, what is the class it's called? It's called Demystifying Cannabis. So you're really going to open open it up for people who are nervous about cannabis. You're it's not
3: open to really, everyone who wants to come in oh, that sure, but sign in, up.
0: what I'm saying is that when you call it demystifying, someone like me might not show up to that because I feel like I already know it. You're really hitting that group that that you want to that you want to break through to. Uh-huh. We don't need to we we do need to educate everyone. Everyone needs it, but what what I'm really excited about is getting to the group that that's going to vote against us. anti-cannabis well this is the court the proposal that i wrote if you would like to hear, please it's uh
1: cannabis commonly known as marijuana has been legal in alaska for two years yet during this time very little has been done to educate the public about cannabis and its various uses myths and misinformation abound about the plant Yet, statistics show that the fastest-growing demographic for cannabis use is the age group of 50 years and older. This is documented. There we go. In states where cannabis use is legal, opioid use has dropped dramatically. Another documentation that I provided. Cannabis has been beneficial in every culture known to man, and its qualities are being discovered daily beneficial qualities are being discovered daily. But we're gonna cover the history of cannabis and its uses, why cannabis became illegal, overcoming the stigma of cannabis, how to talk about others about cannabis, legal aspects of cannabis in Alaska, how people are using cannabis today, especially for the relief of chronic pain, anxiety, and insomnia, to name a few. That's where Karen comes in. Home cultivation. Uh recipes and processes and that's a that's Marilyn's specialty. Um she uh, she's the queen of butter she cooks and,
3: butter and coconut. I, I introduced the bad magic butter machine to Fairbanks, I think.
0: I'm loving it. <laughs> me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> I just got got mine uh two months ago or something. And that's the fudge. Yeah, that's yeah, the fudge. Can't wait. What is your favorite recipe to use? what are you going to share at this
3: uh well i'm just going to probably give some recipes tell different ways to process and and um that kind of thing i'd like to tell you a little bit about my background though oh my and how i got involved um with this this movement i was one of those people out there with the uh, proposition 2 signed the old lady with the gray hair cuz i had already retired and i could do whatever i want so i stood on the corner but the way i started out um ever using cannabis was back in the in the late 60s uh, in Michigan, you know, put it in our turkey, that kind of thing. Then I moved to Alaska in nineteen seventy and that was kind of a smoky time in Anchorage. Um, I actually used to smoke a lot with Erwin Ir- Raven. I remember Erwin back then <laughs> and you, yeah, you lived in Anchorage back oh, yeah. then too, <laughs> yeah, but then um I s- smoked until nineteen about nineteen seventy six and then I just kind of got away from it. And then I took a job at uh, Fairbanks Youth Facility and I moved to, um, to Fairbanks and I, I taught at the youth facility for 27 years. And during that 30 year period, I never used cannabis because I wanted to be honest when kids, when the boys would say to me, um, oh, I know you smoke. Do you smoke? And I could say, no, I, and I don't, you know, I did when I was young, but I don't do it now. And I wanted to be honest. So, um, but after a while, After I retired, I realized all the problems that came from alcohol. Um, So many kids were in there for crimes that just kind of stem from alcohol or other drugs, uh, murders, shootings, stabbings, sexual abuse, all those things I sort of saw as generated by alcohol. And I never saw any problems with marijuana, even though they were tested. Once a kid was put on probation, he was tested I think they had to come in weekly and take a urine test and they were tested for marijuana and if it uh, tested positive they were pulled back into the youth facility so it, it was like a crime even though there was really no relationship to the crime So that's how I kind of got into the idea of, of supporting uh, cannabis again.
0: So they keep they keep these kids into a the prison type, Situation yeah. Yeah. based off of cannabis.
3: Yes, they did. After uh, yes, That's the you, whole private yes, once, once they were put on Are probation, you? they had to come in for testing, and it's one of the few drugs. In probation for anything. Rib- for anything, it's like for anything, for anything, violating parole. Yeah, right, it's like yeah, it's
0: like that. One thing that you said that I am very uh, curious about. You were saying you can do whatever you want now.
3: Oh, I'm retired. So well, before, yeah. <laughs> I'm retired. So before, I'm retired. That's
0: the thing. When and then you're talking to the kids and and saying, um, I wanted to be honest with them
3: mm-hmm. because it was. I'm again- in a
0: situation it, where it, I've got to do that too. Yeah, and, I
3: understand and, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was and against the law. Now. Yeah, where it's different now. I think, and you now you can put it in a different perspective than than I could because it was illegal.
0: Just the illegal factor.
3: It was important
0: so much too.
3: And it was had, important to me.
0: I've <laughs> had right.
1: a, a few uh, a few of my students that I have been that have kept in touch with mm-hmm. since they were in seventh grade, and now they're in their late twenties and married, and you know, finding their careers and everything. And I came out green to them, to my these former, there's a small handful of them. They're just After kinda, retirement? Yeah, uh-huh. they're just my kids, you know. And uh, I said, you guys got to know something. Uh, this is this is kind of where I'm at now, and this is why I'm using it. And, and
2: they were very gracious about it. Were they surprised? This course is so perfect to demystifying cannabis because everyone in the united states has has grown up with this overarching umbrella of of of, of negativity you know whether mm-hmm. you're looking at it from a from a criminal aspect or even a health aspect or a social aspect uh-huh. and and now that the united states is starting to take a shift on it um i think it's imperative not only as industry people but as just human beings, let's let's zoom out a little bit and look at this plant and, and get it out of the hairball that is heroin and opiates mm-hmm. and, right. and and you know LSD and let's get it back over into a realm of reasonable conversation mm-hmm. and, and and go down the path of health or health or you know for profit prisons and and the incarceration rate for small amounts of possession which make no sense to us, you know, really as a society. You know, we can mm-hmm. look at this, it's such a multifaceted prism, prism, and I feel like the you guys doing this class, to this demographic that needs the information, mm-hmm. you know, this 50-plus demographic of professional people, um, it, it's so important because that demographic is also one of the largest demographics size-wise, right, you know, just just volume of of people in the demographic, but also they're the demographic that could stand to benefit, like you said, I'm sort of reiterating, um, the most from, from the medicine.
1: And the intent of this class, everything that we give them is going to be documented and it's going to be documented well, um, there's plenty of it out there, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to present it with the caveat that most of this research that we're going to show you comes from Canada or the UK or other European venues mm-hmm. because research is not allowed on cannabis in the United States. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't let the origin of some of these sources cause you to think that it's second rate research. And we're going to be providing uh, handouts with
0: well-documented, uh, the you know, the real thing. Part of your introduction said something about multimedia mm-hmm. presentation. Multimedia
1: could mean a lot of things. Um, I'm obviously going to be putting together a bunch of PowerPoint slides. Uh, Will there be a s- transparency? Transparency. <laughs> 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 you got any Visa a markers for me? You no. Know, uh, No, we're going to put it together in in, uh, PowerPoint. And also, um, Karen turned me on to a uh, class that is put out by Green Leaf.
2: Greenflower Media. Greenflower Greenflower Media.
1: Media. Um, That's a uh, master's learning class, and it covers just practically everything that's on this list and there are some short videos and some handouts uh pdfs that go with this program going to try to intersperse <clears throat> lecture with these videos uh have a discussion period show them um um course powerpoint slides and things like that try to keep them
0: from nodding into their soup will there be uh, samples <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm hoping that we can be as much hands-on as possible. So maybe bringing in soil, if we're allowed to bring in clones, if we can bring in as much as possible. And also, we want to do a field trip to the different uh, places that have already opened, meet their owners. They can explain what they have for products, that kind of thing. Great idea.
0: Good Sense will begin cultivation soon, bringing fine cannabis products to Fairbanks. Look for our shop to open in November in time for the holidays. For good times, Good Sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Show, show them what a... Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if they could... I don't know how how restricted the grow areas are, but it would be nice to sh- be able to show people, you know, a grow in progress.
0: One per five. Uh, one, we need one person that it works there, taking around five people, max.
3: Oh. oh, And you're allowed to do that? Yes. Yeah, okay. Just That'd sign in.
0: Really cool. It's log. And...
1: You know, um, I just think, like we we've been talking about, targeting this demographic is is a real opportunity.
0: Hmm. I think um, to To help everyone. Just to help them alone. Just one thing: opioids. If someone wants to speak about that, because that is a scary word when you hear it, and you hear. Opioids have gone down in places where um, mm-hmm. legalization has happened and You'd less be, deaths. You'd you be is staggered that? at the number of people dependent on, on
1: prescription painkillers. People are suffering from chronic pain mm-hmm. day after day after day. Um, that in a lot of cases, cannabis can sure help you out. I wouldn't say it takes pain away, but I'd say it puts it on the back burner so you can function. It takes your mind off of it. Mm-hmm. Think other things. Yeah. Think of other things than pain. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I've always wondered that. I hear people talking about pain uh, being helped by it, but for you to explain it that way, it doesn't take it away. So you're still. It, are there strains that do take pain away?
1: Well, I. Don't know. It's a I, wide, look- wonderful world out there, isn't it? Yeah, I'm
3: looking for. A st- I have arthritis, so it, as Carl explained it, that's kind of the way it happened. But I'm looking for a strain that will uh, reduce inflammation, and I have been looking for a couple of years now, and I haven't really found one. There is a strain that I'm ch- going to be trying soon um, that I bought from Attitude Seeds. I guess it's called Raspberry something or another, but it's supposed to reduce inflammation, and I, I would really like to see that.
0: And then you just find the terpene profile of that, and just start going from there compared to other cannabis.
3: Yeah, and and maybe yeah, testing against other ones. Does the uh,
1: does the CBD content uh, affect in Yeah, is that something that targets inflammation? You know.
2: Well, I think in a in a loose way to to look at the plant, um, there are over a hundred different cannabinoids plus the terpene profile. So there's so many different, um, components to each strain and each plant, whether it's indica or sativa or a hybrid, you know, there, there's so many different rabbit holes you can go down with, with the components of the plant. And because there's no research, you know, we have to sort of rely on our anecdotal underground, um, which has a lot of information Mm -hmm. out there. So for example, in, in the vein of arthritis, um, my experience in our family is that a strain that is higher in THC works for that, but that might not work for Marilyn. Mm-hmm. And so there there is a lot of trial and error involved. Um, there's definitely a difference between a concentrate and inhaling a flower or eating it, mm-hmm. um, vaping it. You know, how you choose to consume has as much to do with the way your body reacts to it. Right, And then we have this... I mean, myriad of, of compounds that, that vary even in the same strain, a different phenome of the same strain might might vary in a certain mm-hmm. terpene profile or mm-hmm. something. So until we really have on-the-level research about it, we, we do have to sort of trust our anecdotal underground and, and go in the direction of certain strains and certain... It's a lot of trial and error. Right, it is. But, but the good thing about the trial and error with cannabis opposed to the trial and error with safe pharmaceuticals is <laughs> the worst case is you might get a little too high one day <laughs> you know don't drive just lay down take a nap take a drink of water you know where if you have a a problem with it with a pharmaceutical i mean that you can't even read the fine print it's so Could small and so long water. or you might die <laughs> so right and nobody has ever died of a of a cannabis overdose to my knowledge i
1: really interested in you bringing up the point about delivery systems um, uh, that's one thing that I want to get across right away in this class you don't have to smoke it mm-hmm. right um, I think that's, that's going to be a big seller right there when you start introducing the fact that it can be ingested, it can be vaporized, it can be have a cookie uh, exactly um, I think that's one of the main things that we ought to jump on right, right. at the very beginning. You know, put people at ease. They at that.
3: don't want to smoke it. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and that ingestion meth- method also, um, I have seen, again, this is anecdotally, but um, for pain relief, smoking or vaping seems to offer immediate relief. Where mm-hmm. right. an edible seems to deal more with chronic situations, mm-hmm. chronic pain or... Um, Uh, arthritis is one that that I just keep coming back to because that's, you know, my family, that's what I experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, an edible, as you guys know, but for those listening that don't, you know, it comes on, takes longer to come on and stays in your system longer. Mm -hmm. So it's a a different type of high.
0: You never know when it's going to hit. Or
2: how
3: Um, long it's going to, or how intense (laughs) it's going to be. You know,
1: for me, I've only been affected once by an edible. And, really? <laughs> and,
2: Did you eat the whole pan of brownies or something, Carl?
1: Well, kind of. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. <laughs> no, they were some mints that I got down in Seattle. Um, just some little, they were ginger mints. They were definitely grown up mints. And, uh, yeah, they were sort of like those altoids, only with yeah, ginger. Yeah. 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 Yum. But, uh, I ate a couple of them and waited for about an hour, and nothing was happening. So I said, well, I'll take two or three more of these little puppies. And about two hours later, it hit me, and uh, I melted into the floor into a little puddle and took a nice long nap. Good. You had balls around you when that happened? I absolutely uh, woke up and said did you get the number of that truck that hit me? And uh, <laughs> that's the only time. time. <clears throat> that is the only time that I've really <clears throat> felt affect, any effect of edibles.
0: About three hours for me. Is
3: it? Yeah, yeah really? a long time. Or even sometimes overnight, I've woken up, woken up and, oh, uh-huh, what hit me? Oh, in the <laughs> morning, <laughs> Still going yeah. out, Yes, after six <laughs> hours. Another way, which, which you haven't talked about, is, that uh, is pretty effective is suppositories, and you might consider that for your family. Um, yeah, I'll make you some if you want. <laughs> sure. But actually, it's uh, a lot of people like that because it's, it's, it's kind of slow coming on, but it doesn't have that knockout the way that edibles can sometimes.
2: Uh, it's interesting um, it that you say that, and I'll just touch on this cause since we're in a co-ed environment, but I know that there are, are right. other products mm-hmm. that are being made for, mm-hmm. for women issues um, mm-hmm. that are supposedly highly effective. Whoopi Goldberg has a whole lineup.
1: Can smoking weed help battle the wrath of Aunt Whoopi Goldberg is banking on it. The actress and co-host of The View is trying her luck as a gontrepreneur by getting into the can of business. And she's already got a target audience, women suffering from menstrual cramps. Goldberg is teaming up with marijuana maven Maya Elizabeth of Om Edibles. The company, Maya and Whoopi,
2: will offer cannabis edibles, tinctures, topical rubs, and a THC-infused bath soak that's described as profoundly relaxing. Goldberg has been publicly outspoken about her
1: personal use of medical marijuana, and she's pretty clear about her mission to help women. She told Vanity Fair, quote, For me, I feel like if you don't want to get high high, this is a product specifically just to get rid of discomfort. Smoking a joint is fine, but most people can't smoke a joint and go to work. The company's first products will be available in April. For Newsbeat Social, I'm Molly
0: Real That's what her Mm -hmm. business, her
1: feminist base, and for pains, you know,
0: for cramps and things Mm -hmm. like that. And what a population to uh, what half the earth.
3: (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It uh, it's quite a demographic. It is
3: quite a demographic,
0: (laughs) indeed. Indeed. What What is your favorite way to consume?
3: I like I like joints. I I just Uh, like I like it because it's quick. Uh, I like to smoke. Even though I'm not, have never been a tobacco smoker. I, I like smoking. Do you like
0: rolling it, and... yeah,
3: yeah. And I just like it. I just like the way it hits so quick, you know.
0: <laughs> and you can sit there with it for a while. You don't yeah. like
3: things, right? Get all you want. You, you know, after a while, you kind of know your limit. That's what I like.
1: I'm a vapor. I I have a good little vaping machine, and I like it a lot. And I'm not smoking. That's always one, that was one of my counters to my doctor's objections. to my right. smoking. I'm not smoking it, doc. <laughs> you know? right. And he said, Oh, yeah, I know about decarboxylation.
0: Okay.
3: Oh, he did, huh? Yeah, he That's did. That's a hard
0: <laughs> word to get out, Carl. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to <laughs> kind of yeah, call that like one in the <laughs> <banks>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Karen?
2: I'm kind of a hybrid. I prefer to vape during the day. Um, With
0: something like Carlsbad,
2: I like a pen. Oh. A little, it's a little bit discreet. Pen. It's it's easy. It doesn't seem to be come on too hard.
0: Concentrates or flower.
2: Concentrates. Mm, that's uh, like this what I. Doctor Dabber kind of thing. Um, like an aura pen. Like an Ovate pen or something nice. like that. There's like a, to try that. a there's a <coughs> manufacturer called Highland Blooms. No association mm. to us. I Wish. Um, <laughs> they have a really nice quality pen. I like a lot that the. Um, the heating element in it is is even and consistent and mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. and holds a charge a long time. But then at night, I'm I'm definitely a smoker. I like to smoke a bowl mm-hmm. and just, in the infamous words of Mister Turney.
1: Anyway, I think I think maybe you guys ought to sit down and smoke a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and most of all, that guy that really needs to get some Lance Roberts. He needs to smoke a bowl. In fact, I didn't invite you over as much as I disliked you at my house, and we'll smoke a bowl. Anyway, thank you. I'm done. Right.
2: I'm gonna go home and smoke one.
3: All right. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I I just
2: do. I I like to relax at night. It comes on a little harder for me that way, but that's mm-hmm. what I need at the end of the day. You know, just just chill out and calm down. Um, and I do like an edible. I never used to. But now I'm cautious because right. I, I had a similar experience to your ginger experience. <laughs> but um, I, I do like an edible too, especially if I know the day is going to be particularly anxiety filled. Which I have more and more of those in this industry <laughs> since we're in this industry now. I'm constantly going, "Oh my god, so much to do!" Um, but I like an edible during the day just mm. to kind of smooth it out.
0: Question then for edibles because I I well, love what a do bowl. you do. I love a bowl. Okay. I'm I'm a bowl smoker. Um I've been loving those bowls from uh yeah. A new bowl every month. Yeah so I've been really liking <laughs> I actually that. want to yeah. try
2: that. <laughs> it's like Zappo's only better. Yeah, it
0: is really nice. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. Well I I got the Cannabox for to hand out little tokens, so um, to speak, to it people nice. that come through the house every because there are things that you wouldn't necessarily buy, mm-hmm. but um, it's, well, if you if you have 20 bucks, you're getting 60 bucks of can of gear. Yeah. But I, I love the pipe. I love smoking out a pipe. Um, probably... And probably in my situation too. I can load a one hit, take a hit, mm-hmm. um, go outside, smoke a bowl. I don't have the joint smoking through the house. Wife yeah. is not appreciative of it. Yeah, the, she doesn't like the smoke. Um kids around, so it's hard for me to pull out the bong. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend loves the volcano vaporizer thing. Um mm-hmm. I can't have something like that out at this With your point. Kids. Um but the bowl. So edibles. I know in smoking bowls, we've got the sativa and the indica, and in generalities, sativa diva, you're going to be up and moving, and yeah. you're in the couchtica you know, <laughs> in the, in the ground. Um, <laughs> yeah. How does that work with edibles then? If you use an indica to make an edible, is it going to have
3: the same... Most of my my uh, things that I grow are hybrids, and I, I usually... Well, right now what I've been using, instead of just using my trim and things like that and a few buds, mixing it in and putting it in my butter machine, what I've been doing is using a little bit of that, and I had my trim and buds, um, I had them, uh, what do you call it, blasted. (laughs) I had had them made uh, with a butane blast, and I've been adding that to my edibles. Hmm. So um, actually they're much more powerful that way. Um, Hmm. So. That's what I've been doing. I gave you some of that. Yeah, You liked it. Yeah, it was
0: nice. Like, are you melting it into the? Um...
3: Yes, and it, it will dissolve into the butter. It's soft enough that it can be. You know, you just kind of smear mm-hmm. it around a little bit and uh, just put it in your, um, put it in your butter or your coconut oil.
0: So, do you know that answer then? If if an indica edible is going to keep, well, yeah, you they more would low be the same, right? Right.
3: Sativa is going to be keep more. A... But most people, for the most part, grow a hybrid. I think now,
2: right? Don't you agree? I would say that, um, yeah, for, for the commercial edibles, the hybrids are used a lot. Um, I don't know what the theory behind that is, but, mm. but to answer Maybe they're your, better
3: producers or something. Or, uh,
2: yeah, or I, I'm not sure. Or you
3: mix it together. You know, if you have several different strains, mm-hmm. then you just mix it all together and you've got oh, a hybrid. You know? be, oh, sure. Yeah, it's there, people use all their trim.
0: I was just like knowing that, okay, this is all sativa. Or this mm-hmm. is all
3: some do mm-hmm. some do on the oils and on the on vaping. They want to know the strain and what it is. Make your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you know yeah. what's in it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I met with um, a man, an edible manufacturer a couple of weeks ago out of Colorado, and, and that's what they did. They separated by strain. By uh-huh. strain and by indica, sativa, hybrid. Mm-hmm. And then some of their products, not all, but some of their products would be strain-specific products also. Oh. Most of them weren't. Most of them were... Sativa hybrid or indica, but the sativa might have been a mix of several
0: mm-hmm. sativas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind There's of thing. Chibachu. that's a that tootsie roll. I know they do it that way, indicas and sativa.
3: Mm-hmm. Flyby, They've got ashbury. quite a volume though, and they could do that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'm, this is just for me and my friends, right. so I don't really have that volume. Right. You
0: no. Know? And that was one of the reasons I'd never baked with cannabis, cooked with cannabis that much, because I, if I, it was rare when I bought an ounce. And then to take an ounce oh, and use yeah. especially some I'm a pipe smoker, to take that whole ounce and turn it into butter and <laughs> Oh no. <laughs>
3: yeah. But is since I've grown
0: <laughs> uh, ballot measure two, being able allowed to grow and wife is much more relaxed with it. Summertime, have a plant out there. Yeah. Get three, four ounces off a plant, just to be able to take all that and put it into the butter machine nice. haven't just I'm, I'm enjoying all the different recipes I can do with it. That's cool. Sharing it more instead of. And you're, you're really getting a good effect out of it. I believe I am. And different effects from each one. That can of fudge. Is um, you just don't want to do anything after,
3: right? If you're and, using several different strains, you know sativas and well, all, this was all, all the, the malmute. Oh, oh, all the malmute. Yeah, yeah. But if if you use a, a whole bunch, you get the range of effects. You know, you get the the heady stuff from the sativas, and you get the couch lock, and you run the whole gamut of 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 effects, when which I is started, kind of neat. When I
1: started growing, I I hit it out of the park the very first time. I found a strain that just works for me. How did you decide the strain? Well, I'd read about it on Leafly and um, um, some, of course, High Times had had an article online about it. And Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't recommended to me. I don't know how I came across it. But I do remember once I did come across a name, I was reading a lot about it. Did
0: it have a good name? Did it catch you that way? What's the name? Dr. Crippling's Incredible Bulk. Yeah. Are you a Marvel? Are you a superhero fan? Uh, The Incredible Bulk? I didn't know if you were doing Incredible Hulk. Oh, no. I caught you.
1: (laughs) No, I I just... uh, It said it was a big producer and it was a a strong plant... um, what was it? 80% indica, 20% sativa mm-hmm. hybrid. Um, very hardy. Good for first growers, first time growers. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, more of a more of a couch lock kind of feel to it. And with what I've been dealing with, that's pretty much what I need. Because I don't move around too well right now. Um, but I hit it out of the park the very first time. And I've just been taking clones off of that from the jump nice yeah and uh, uh, I did have enough to just pull some off and throw it in the can of can of machine the can of butter machine and made some pretty mm-hmm. good cookies yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess like I said they <laughs> doesn't do much it makes good cookies yeah. well, how much are you putting in how much are you using uh, I threw in an ounce of, an ounce and a half uh, per a pound kitchens. per a pound of yeah. butter mm-hmm. yeah that's about what I usually the last time uh, I made some brownies that you guys are more than welcome to. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, with coconut oil. I tried coconut oil uh-huh. this time around. So yeah. that was kind of interesting, infusing that. And I've made tinctures with the butter machine, too.
3: Oh, with alcohol? hmm well, How'd that turn out? Um,
1: it'll make your mouth go to sleep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you still strain that?
1: Uh, When it comes out? It didn't need to. Well, yeah, I guess I did. I did run it through cheesecloth and through the the, mesh thing they give you? The mesh thing that they gave you. So it's clear. It's just green. I call it green lizard. Uh,
0: (laughs) But
3: yeah, it'll. Did you soak that uh, for a period? That's like green dragon. Did you soak it for a period of time before you ran it through the machine?
1: No, it was decarboxylated.
2: Ding!
1: And, uh, just threw it in the machine. The, how do you decarboxylate it? I got this from the cannabis online. He's the, uh, uh um, Denver. Yeah. Denver Post, is uh-huh. it? Or the Rocky Mountain News? Uh, Denver Post. Yeah. He's the editor, the cannabis editor. So, um, you, you grind it up and, uh, coarsely and lay it out on a cookie sheet. Make sure that your oven does indeed set at 240 240 degrees so you get yourself a little oven thermometer and calibrate Everyone that says it, they always recommend the oven thermometer. Yeah, calibrate your oven. And then uh, put it in for about 40 minutes. And that's
0: it. I use the toaster oven. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Because my oven doesn't go that low.
3: Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, oh.
0: And so that's what I, in a couple different batches, put it. And it was the first time I've done it on mm-hmm. this. And I was really pleased because I really like the decarboxylating I don't. Some people say you just don't need to bother. Yeah. But yeah. I, well, especially with the butter machine. It says you don't need to.
3: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Do it's you? Just habit. Do you yeah, still I, do it? Yeah, I, I still do it. The same way? Carl- Pretty
3: much, uh, I put. Uh, I don't grind it first. I put them on a cookie sheet. I put my buds, my trim, all that stuff, and put it in for about an hour. And then it's really dried out. And then I remove the stems off, you know, and break it up after mm-hmm. that because you don't have to grind it. Then it's yeah. very brittle. Okay. Mm-hmm. But both the same.
2: It's it's the heat that activates right, um, right. THCA and CBDA mm-hmm. into THC uh-huh. and CBD. Right yeah. that that heat that is the d carb process because
1: thca is actually acid Mm -hmm. an acid and Mm -hmm. it needs to throw off that extra molecule i think Mm -hmm. right
2: and that's what happens Mm -hmm. in In heating that's what it does and that's what what activates it to become psychoactive basically it's still an active compound in its acid form it's just not psychoactive Mm -hmm. thc
3: well, how did it work in the old days, though, when people were making brownies and just throwing in their lid? You know, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't <working>. Well,
1: look, <laughs> it look wasn't. at the stuff that they were dealing with. Well, I know. You know? No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, we remember the days when you know you'd get a, a lid, and it was you know at least a quarter stems and seeds. What well,
2: was Mexican wheel well pot? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <No> <laughs> exactly. buds. If, if you found a little bud in there, I you mean, were lucky. Back in there. the day,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, why is it called a lid? Tune in next Sunday for more of Karen, Marilyn, and Carl. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Toker. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud, search Midtoker, and farnorthtokers.com. See ya!